Hey, I have got a great episode for you today. We are diving into three like misconceptions or three questions that I get about coaching and about personal development in general. And I just share my heart on them and the reason why I feel that, well, one of the biggest thing is as a Christian is working on yourself, is focusing on yourself selfish. And I fought that for a while. And then I got down to work and realized that it's the, one of the least selfish things I can do. And by me working on myself and understanding how God wired me, I can be incredibly selfless with the people around me. I can be more compassionate. I can be more caring. I can be more forgiving. So this is why I thought it was, it was something that we need to talk to, talk about, something that I needed to share. And I wanted to share it with you. Here we go. Hi, friend. I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse, or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom, and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book, because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration, unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. Hey, welcome back to Her Restored Spirit Podcast. My name is Tammy, and I'm your host. And today we're going to dive in to, I've had some questions. So as Christians, we know that our our goal, our like ultimate purpose is to serve God. Like We know this deep down, and we want to do this. And so some of the questions that I've gotten is like, how can you, you know, like life coaching, how, how would just focusing on yourself, that just seems selfish when really we're supposed to be focusing on God. So I wanted to address that. I wanted to talk about, because I've mentioned before that working on yourself is the one of the most selfless things you can do. So the selfishness of always looking in and taking care of yourself and it's the motives it's the heart behind why do we want and why does god say to understand our brains to renew our thoughts to to be be a new being and it's the more we understand how god made us the more we understand our strengths the more we understand who we are to christ the more it is that we can step into our calling and our purpose, the more we can actually fulfill our lifelong dreams and our callings and purpose, our gifts, because we want to serve. But sometimes we, we work so hard. We work so hard on serving, doing the right things, whether, whether it's, you know, that, I mean, we always need, I mean, every church, I have never been to a church. that's like, you know, we are good on children's helpers. We don't need any more help in the children or teens. We, and so we, we understand 
that our heart is to serve. But when we take a few moments, when we look at, okay, well, what, what does, how does God want me to serve? Because if you are not good with kids, but you feel this urge that when you, you know, you want to serve some way and yet kids are not, they irritate you. Going and serving in the kids is not going to help anyone. We want people in the kids who are going to love on them and pour into them and be able to enjoy. So it's a mutually beneficial serving. By understanding you, by understanding how God's created you, you're able to do that more. And so that's just the tip of the iceberg on why I feel that working on your working on yourself, understanding yourself and, and stepping into your strengths for, versus always focusing on your weaknesses. How many times do we want to really pick, you know, we look at something we're not good at. Um, things that like, I am, I get overwhelmed by details. I like details. I like to have a path, but if I don't see a clear picture, I get overwhelmed by it. The more I understand that, okay, what do I need in this moment? Okay, I need a picture. I need a plan. I need a next step. I need to see what 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 is the outcome that I'm looking for? What is the feel I'm looking for? What is the purpose? Even if I don't know the outcome, like what is my intention? Then I can, okay, what is, you know, like I can group it together. Like the idea of like, what is your big mountain? And then breaking it down into boulders and then into, you know, like break it into smaller pieces. It helps so much that to me helps me not get overwhelmed and anxious. And when I didn't understand that fact, when I didn't work on myself and realize that, okay, like I, I'm really good at getting things done, but what about me and what about that works for me? Well, let's break it down to step-by-step. Step. And so it's not just about it's not, not just, you know, working on myself to give myself more, more props. It's not to work on myself so I can have more time to myself. It's really is I want to serve in the best way possible. We also, we focus on it being so hard. What if God really took, what if we took him at his word that his yoke is light, that how we're supposed to serve is in our strengths and in our gifts and what if it's supposed to be fun or easy? What if it's supposed to give us energy to serve instead of something that drains us? I don't really like working in toddlers. It is not, it's something that if I need to do it, sure, I can go, I can put on my my smiley face and I can do that, but it really does suck the energy. But when I go at work with teens or better yet, when I'm working with adults and I'm talking with them and I'm helping them see how things fit together, or I'm encouraging them, that's when it doesn't steal my energy. It doesn't take from my empty cup. It actually fills my cup as I'm doing that. If that makes sense. Like, are you seeing this? Like, it's not about like, if I know what steals my energy and what gives me energy, and I ensure that my cup is filled, then I can serve out of the abundance. I can take the, the path that God has put me on. It still could be a challenging path. Like resistance is necessary. Growth is necessary by we're not, the ultimate goal is not to make our life easy, 
but it's to feel as if it's in alignment with who we are. And so when you're looking at this and you're like, okay, Tammy, um, it just feels so selfish to sit and be like, what do I want from this? What do I want to do? What do I want my life to look like? But I think that part of that is when we have those, that vision, when we have those intentions, when we really understand what lights us up, then we can actually have the courage and that, and that the gumption to do those difficult things, those challenging things, those new things that our brain is trying to keep us safe. So that's just one thing that I wanted to talk about, about coaching, that it's not selfish. It's actually one of the most selfless things you can do because your focus on this is not how can I make my life better and forget the rest. It is if I am working from a full cup, if I am stepping into my gifts and my strengths, then I'm able to, to help the people around me because my gifts are aligned with others around me weaknesses and there's their gifts and their strengths align with my weaknesses. And I don't think it's an accident. And I don't think that it's coincidence that people put that God puts people in your life that you can have that balance. And so the next comment that I have next question that I've gotten is um, I've talked about these stories, these subconscious stories running up that keep our brains safe, not successful. And let me tell you that these stories do not have to come from a bad childhood. So I'm going to debunk that right now. Let the It doesn't have to, your childhood doesn't have to be bad or hard or traumatic or your parents don't aren't like good enough parents to have these stories. So these stories are meant, they're caught by your brain to keep you safe. I was talking with a client and some of the money stories, we were digging in to some of the money stories because she happens to, to be in network marketing. So she is, she sells for an MLM, so multi-level marketing. And we were just talking about what it would mean for her to be successful in her business. One is we talked about what the meaning of success was for her and what did she grow up thinking success was about? Because she's like, Tammy, I didn't have a bad childhood. My parents were great parents. We never, we never went without. We never had, and she's were extravagant. We never had extravagant things, but we had a comfortable life. And we didn't do things that others did, but we had a great life. And some of those words, like we caught on. I caught on to them because she used them a couple of times. I'm like, what does extravagant mean to you? And what is it, what would it look like if you had an extravagant life? And so that story though it was not from a traumatic childhood, it's still, it is, we're not the people who, we don't do things like that. We do this. And those were those patterns in our mind, those subconscious thoughts were actively fighting against her dream of the future, what she needed in order to have the life that she wants, what we needed to break through in order to see what becomes possible. And we talked about, well, what, what is the meaning? Again, let's define success. But you see, so you don't have to have negative stories. Um, you don't have to have a traumatic, it doesn't have to be bad. You can have things go well. 
and still have the stories in your mind that are keeping you from getting going from going well to going amazing, going, going to a life that you are excited about. Your brain's still going to keep you safe, even if things are going well. And so that's the next thing that I wanted to talk about is that coaching is not just for people who are not happy or they're stuck or they've had a traumatic childhood. Coaching is for anyone who knows in their heart that there's more, that they are made for more, that they're capable of more, that there's changes that they have, whether it's a you know a habit change, whether it's an eating change, whether it's a, um, a lifestyle change. They know that they're not living in complete alignment. And let me tell you, if you are living in a complete alignment, like, well, I don't even know. Like if, if you were completely like, what would it, what would it be like for you if you were living in complete alignment? But if there's something that you want, if you could do it on your own, you would have already. So what's stopping you? Do you have procrastination? Do you have, are there fears? I mean, our world is riddled with fear. What would happen? What would your life look like if you were able to see fear for what it is, a lie, and have faith to overcome it? What would you see? What would you do? What could be possible? What could be possible if you looked at the fear that way as a resistance, as a place to dig in, as a goalpost of like, okay, here is the boundaries. I, I see this and I see this and I've got some fears on these sides. So there must be something in here for me. So what would become possible if we understood our own brains? If we heard the thoughts that we had, if we looked to see what we wanted and why we don't have it. And that is why coaching is not for those, not just for those, who are feeling stuck or don't have a, a trajectory or they, you know, it's, it's for the people who are too busy. If you're too busy to have what you want, or if you're too busy to be excited about your life, if you're too busy um, and you know that there's more, if you're guarded, if there's something, some kind of scarcity mindset in your life that is keeping you safe and not successful, if you're feeling overwhelmed and anxious, if you feel like there's a change coming and you don't know what it is, or you don't know how to step into it, you don't know how to embrace it. It's so crazy to see what the possibilities are with coaching. And that's one of the reasons why, like one of the many reasons why when I stepped out of therapy and as a trained therapist, I value therapy. I think it's great, but the purpose of it is to, to get you to a point of health. But for me, that's where the work really started. When you understood that your past doesn't get to define you anymore, when you took the, I guess not your fault, but now it gets to be your responsibility to change it. When you get to that moment, that's when therapy isn't going to help you anymore. And that's when coaching takes over. That's when you say, okay, what I, where I am or what I had is no longer where I want to be. And I'm tired of being in this pain or that same rut or the living in procrastination or living in busy or not or like managing my life 
versus experiencing it. That is who coaching is for because it's so exciting because you, you can't see the own block, your own blocks, but when you start to explore what your brain is telling you, when you start to look at your fears, you start to look at the motivations, you start to look at and, and acknowledge what you actually want. When you really like, when's the last time you actually sat down and was like, what do I want from this situation? Before I was introduced to coaching, that's not something that I would spend time doing. I would think of it in like a goal oriented. Okay, what goal do I want to meet? But life is so much more than just goals. And there's also right ways and wrong ways to do goals. And smart goals are okay, but they're not the best way. And intentions, like to understand your intent, what was my intention here? And to ask, even when it was parenting, okay, instead of getting mad about the, okay, the expectation or, you know, the outcome of something that happened is like, well, what was your intention? And then explore that. And then, then like, what is that bridge between them? But it helps you see. So coaching helps you gain clarity. It helps you see what becomes possible. It helps you It helps you realize that there's so much more than just achieving goals in your life. Sure, we want to we want to grow, but there's growth happens in the journey, also in the resistance. But it's like having a coach is like having a personal trainer for your soul. It is like having a someone who really believes in you. Because as a coach, I it's not my job to give you advice. I may guide and ask questions and help you see, but my this is how you can tell a good coach from a mentor and from, or a cheerleader is, am I asking more questions than telling you what to do? Because I believe you actually know what you want and you can get what you want. You just need to be shown the ways. Like let's, let's open the, the gates and let's take a look under the hood and see what is going on and why you're, you have those brain breaks. Why procrastination? Like, what is that getting you? What is it? How is it serving you? Because it's serving you. Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. But when you are looking at why coaching, it's not just because you're unhealthy. It's because you know deep down inside there's God has placed a calling in your life and that you have strengths that you haven't explored or that you know that there's there's just more excitement and joy available to you that you haven't tapped into yet. So the other part of it is, and why coaching is so cerebral is because really the point of it is to show you your own thoughts. The brain is so incredible. And like I've mentioned a couple other um, podcast episodes is science is finally catching up with the Bible in that we understand that our our thoughts have so much power. This is why we're supposed to meditate on things that are good. If you focus on your weaknesses, that's all you're going to see. And so what do we do and how do we talk to ourselves when things are working out? When you're achieving your goals, when you're making things happen, how many times do you sit and you recognize how awesome you are? Because I was just coaching a lady who um, she did not hit one of her business goals. And she had, she had 
strong business goals. And I have no doubt that she's capable of it and that, you know, this next time. But when I, we started peeling back and realizing that, okay, so you may not have hit this major goal, but did you see what other things you were able to accomplish from nothing that you had zero to 200, zero to 500, you had, you went from nothing to something like, what do you do to celebrate that? So what, how do we talk to ourselves when things are going well, when they're working out, do you even notice? I didn't, I being an Enneagram one, I recognize that I just keep going. This is just stuff you're supposed to do. If I hit, haven't hit my goal yet, then I'm still failing. The more I recognize when things are working out and the more I see goals, these like micro actions work out, it gives me more of the boost, the motivation, that willpower, that desire to keep going. So that's another thing the coach can do for you is help you see really how the milestones and how you are slowly getting what you want, how you are slowly growing, how things are changing in your life without you even realizing it. And so, and then it's the, what do you say when things are not going on, when they're not going well, when they're, when you're in overwhelm or in, in anxiety, the power of our thoughts will keep us there. I had, I did an exercise with my son who was just like, I'm just so stressed, mom, you're stressing me out. And I was like, I'm stressing you out by asking you what you want to eat for lunch. Um, it's like, yeah, you're always asking these questions and I've got too many things on my mind. And so we talked, I was like, okay, let's write down all the things on your mind. And it's, it was really procrastination that was, that was causing him to overwhelm. He was procrastinating a few things. And even beyond that, it's because he did not understand the next step. So when we started peeling that back and then I was like, okay, let's, let's make this, let's break it down until it's easy. And he's like, it's not easy. None of it's easy. I'm like, okay, well, do you know what the topic of this um, presentation needs to be? Well, yeah, it needs to be this or this. I was like, well, that's easy. Cause you already have that. Right. He's like, yeah, well, it's because it told us, you know, we followed through and we broke things down to where all of a sudden this big task of memorizing this three to five minute piece of published work. There were so many options that once we started breaking down step by step and he was able to talk to himself and say, okay, let me just do one easy step instead of this is so hard. I am overwhelmed. He was able to get it done in in way less time. And all of that time that he took just beating himself up and sitting in that pain and sitting in the overwhelm was time that he could have been doing something he enjoyed. And so that's the flip side of why don't do this alone for too long. And just to, to recap, it's like this, this coaching is if you have something that you want. And it doesn't have to be business. Like, that's what I want you to know is a lot of times I talk about my business goals. Um, and maybe I should share more of my personal ones and things that are going on um, in my personal realm and with homeschooling and kids. But it's, you don't have to have a bad childhood to have stories. We all have stories that keep us from getting what, us what we want. Um, it doesn't, coaching is not for those who are not doing well, 
it's for people who want more. It's for, for, and specifically for women that I work with who know that God has placed something on your heart, whether it's a ministry, whether it's just friendships, connection, whether it's a Bible study, whether it's just, you know, even helping out at school, um, whatever it is, it could be helping more in the community. It could be just knowing that there's part of your life that you haven't stepped into yet, or you haven't, you haven't discovered your strengths. It's that unselfishness, that selflessness that drives our heart. And coaching helps you get to the heart of things that, that God has for you. Coaching helps you see your thoughts and create new ones that puts you on a path of excitement, helps you uncover your strengths and discover the, the best version of you so you can create this beautiful life, one that it helps elevate everyone around you. So friend, I know this seems like it was kind of a mismatched and garbled podcast episode, but the point I want you to take away is I want you to just ask yourself, and, and it's the question that I already asked, like, how do, you, how do you talk to yourself when things are going well, when they're working out? Have you even noticed what's working out in your life? And I'd like you to write some things down. And then if you're really brave, if you're really bold, go into the Facebook group and, and write down there, what are some of the things that are working out for you? And that's one of the things, one of the huge shifts for me is when I started paying attention to things that are working out. I was able to see the strengths and why, why are they working out? Well, because I've not put it, you know, I put a different meaning behind them. I don't stress out about them. They become, they're easy for me or things that I love, or I realized that I was able to frame those in a way that's, they, they serve my people well. That's why it's working out. Because I'm brave, because I'm courageous, because I get things done, because I told myself it had to be done. That's how, that's why. Or things because I realized that I trusted God in this area and more than I've ever trusted him before. So friend, how do you talk to yourself when things are working out? Do you even notice? And I want you to sit with that for a little while and just listen to the thoughts and, if, and write them down. If you don't mind, write them down, but don't go another day without recognizing that things do work out for you. With that, I hope to talk to you soon. I really wanna connect with you. I would love, um, I'd love for you guys to go onto the Facebook group and let's dive in and let's talk about how we talk about to ourselves. Let's talk about how we talk to ourselves when things are going well, when they're not going well. Let's, how we talk to ourselves about our strengths. Do we dumb down or hide our strengths because we feel a little prideful about them? Well, that's a whole nother, like, let's talk about that and why God doesn't want us to hide our strengths. He gave them to us as a gift. And if you're interested in exploring that more, DM me, just DM me, say more, M-O-R-E, four easy letters, DM me on Instagram or on Facebook and just say more. And then I will take it from there and I will connect with you. And let's see what becomes possible for you. I hope you have a wonderful week. We are trying to stay warm here because 
Oklahoma's decided it to be that's going to be winter again. So with that, choose joy, friend, until joy chooses you.